Welcome to See You Succeed with Viridian. My name is Kristen Kennan and I will be your host. I'm excited to bring you on a journey that will teach you about all things financial services and how Viridian can help you achieve your goals. Welcome back to See You Succeed. June is National Home Ownership Month, and we're excited to have Lakeisha Beasley back with us to talk about the financial impacts of home ownership. Keisha, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. I know this is a topic that's near and dear to your heart, so we're excited to listen to all of the things that you have to say. So let's just start off with what are some of the main benefits that an individual can expect from owning a home versus renting? Yes. So there are a lot of key benefits. And like you mentioned, I'm a huge advocate for it because I think homeownership um, is something that's really beneficial. Um, one of the key benefits that um, that you have as a homeowner is you have control over your living environment. So when you live somewhere else, you know, you have to follow the rules for your landlord and things like that. So, I mean, that in itself is just a great benefit of being able to uh, have your own home. You can really kind of create whatever atmosphere you'd like. And that's the main selling point I really try and tell people. It's like being able to control your living environment. If you want a red door, if you want pink walls, you can have that. So that is one of um, a great benefit. Another great benefit is tax benefits. So I don't, most people uh, probably don't know this, but if you own your home, you can actually use the interest that you pay and the property taxes as tax deductible. And so, um, but it's really greatly beneficial if you itemize. So I did taxes for a couple of years. So if you do a standard deduction, this benefit doesn't really, you know, help you much because you're taking a standard deduction. But if you're typically itemizing, this is a great benefit that home ownership offers because you can include interest and points and property taxes as um, tax deductible. Another great benefit um, is just the equity that you can build as a homeowner. So when you buy your house, um, as you're paying down the balance for your actual mortgage, and um, it starts to lower how much you actually own the property and and what it's actually valued at versus what you still owe, it creates this thing called equity. So I'll give you a better definition. Equity is the difference between what you owe on your mortgage and what your home is currently worth. So let's say you have a $100,000 house and you pay down 75000 So that means that you have approximately $75,000 of equity in your house that you'll be able to use. And I'll talk about that a little bit later on when I talk about uh, the benefits of it being able to help you create with wealth. Um, another benefit with home ownership is just housing stability. We know that right now we're in a very interesting time around housing affordability and things like that. Well, once you purchase your home, pretty much there, your payment will mostly stay the same. It won't have a huge um, fluctuation outside of the part that deals with the property taxes and insurance. So there's four parts to your um, mortgage payment. There's principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. The principal and interest is fixed once you close out on your loan. And then the only two things that could fluctuate is the property taxes you pay each year and then your insurance. And those are huge numbers, but it also creates that payment stability versus if you were renting and the landlord calls you one day and say, okay, yeah, you were paying me a thousand. Now I want 2000. You don't have to worry about that with home ownership. 
Yeah, really good points. And if someone is looking to maybe jump into home ownership, what are some barriers that people might want to be aware of and how they might want to get past them if they're looking to go down that road? There are some things to really consider as you're getting ready to move into home ownership. Um, one of the main things that I think most people are familiar with is the requirement for down payment. So saving for down payment um, can be a considerable obstacle to home ownership if you're not planning and really trying to, you know, put money aside to put money down for um, purchasing your home. And I know a lot of people think, oh, you know, I don't think I'll ever be able to save. We have a couple programs that I'll talk about to help you with down payment, but you can set aside money each month and you start off small to be able to actually, you know, save for a down payment. The other thing that's really interesting is people think that you need to have like 10, 15, $20,000 down for a down payment. You really don't. Like it would be nice if you could, because again, that allows you to be able to pay it off your house quicker, build equity a lot quicker. But typically when um, you're applying for a mortgage, typically they ask for maybe three to 5% down for whatever the purchase price is. So, you know, if I was to use numbers to kind of give you some some context, let's say you decide you want to purchase a house for $250,000 and you have to put 5% down. Then, then you would have to put $12,000 down. But if you were to do it for a smaller purchased house, then the amount that you need is based on the purchase price and it'll be a lot smaller. So that's what, you know, you have to kind of think about. Down payment is something that's possible and it could be in smaller amounts. It doesn't have to be a whole lot. And again, it requires you to um, be intentional and plan. You can't just wake up in the morning and be like, oh, I want to go buy a house. doesn't work like that. So you actually need to actually put money aside um, and save for a down payment. Um, another thing to really kind of think about opportunities or aka barriers is thinking about qualifying for a mortgage. Before you go in and apply for a mortgage, you should be well aware of your credit. So you'll know whether you can be approved or not. So you should know what your credit score is. The median credit score to be able to actually potentially get into a mortgage is about 640 or above. That's something you really want to think about when you get ready to go in to apply for a mortgage. Know what your credit score is. Know what's on your credit report so that you have a greater opportunity of being told yes. So the other thing too is when you're going to apply for a mortgage, we'll look at all three of your credit reports. So if you actually are going to actually apply for a loan, they're going to look at your TransUnion credit report, they're going to look at your Equifax, and they're going to look at your Experian, and they'll take the middle score. So that's why it's important. You need to look at all of them, not just one of your credit reports, but look at all three to make sure that you're able to qualify for a mortgage. Some other, you know, issues or opportunities is uh, what I've seen is student loan debt. Um, it's hard to not look at the news or read any paper, you know, or anything online that's not talking about the impact of student loan debt and its ability for people to be able to move into homeownership. So I just have a, a little bit of um, statistics I'd like to share with you. So 60% of non-homeowning millennials say that student loan debt is delaying their ability to buy a home. By far, this is the most affected population. And this is according to the National Association of Realtors. 
So then if we take it a little broader, the same National Associated Realtors shared that 51% of all student loan holders say that their debt, their student loan debt, is delaying them for purchasing a home because of the pressure. You know, can I afford to pay for a house and still manage all of student loans? So those are definitely things that is really kind of making people kind of push back at this point in time and not really move into home ownership. And we understand, but really you can still do it. You know, what I tell people is you have to plan and you're going to hear me say this over and over plan. You can't just be whimsical. You have to be intentional. Um, I've helped a lot of people buy a house who still have a lot of student loan debt. And it's because of this, you have to have somewhere to live. You're already paying to cover you at that expense. Why not actually own your home and pay for covering, you know, the shelter that you need. It's a basic need. So, and there's a way to be able to still qualify regardless of the student loans and you just have to make sure that you understand affordability and what you could actually afford when you actually go in to um, apply for a mortgage and get pre-approved. Then the other thing that's, is people are afraid right now to buy because of job security. Um, they're not sure if they'll be able to keep the job or um, if they'll have to close out their business if they're entrepreneurs and whether they'll continue to be able to afford whatever the potential housing costs would be. Just because with housing prices, property taxes, um, insure, all these things are going up because of the economic environment we're in. And then the last one that I have is the housing stock. People are not selling houses right now, or if they're selling them, they're so high that first-time home buyers are not able to afford it. So if you already own your home and you're selling that home to move into your next home, it may be a little bit more affordable. But for a first-time home buyer who don't have a large amount of money, it becomes an issue because a house that was selling for like maybe eighty thousand dollars, you know, a couple years ago, now is one hundred and fifty thousand, one hundred and thirty thousand. It's astronomical. Those are just some of the things that I know that it's really affecting uh, people's this decision to actually to move into home ownership. But all of it can be managed with if you have someone to kind of coach you through it, you plan and you actually uh, make sure that it's the right time. We know pan the pandemic and things like that kind of made people kind of step back and evaluate and make sure that it's the right time for you to move into home ownership because there's a shift that has to happen when you are a renter to going into a homeowner. There are a lot more responsibilities, a lot more things that you have to be aware of um, as a homeowner that you didn't as a renter. Yeah, great. And you talked about student loan debt. We actually have a podcast coming up next month with um, Alexander Hamilton. We talk about student loan debt. So that leads right into that conversation. And another thing that you mentioned was the pandemic, the, the, the volatility of the real estate market right now. So how has the COVID-19 pandemic had an impact on our lives, specifically the housing market right now? It's been interesting. I'm always reading and I was reading this report. What it was saying is that households are what um, what we call cost burden. The definition of being cost burden for housing, what it means is that you're spending more than 30 to 40% of your income on your housing costs. And so because of COVID, people either 
losing the primary breadwinner because they may have passed away because of COVID or they closed businesses or they lost your job, there's a decrease in income while the cost of living has continued to increase. And so what you've seen is people, a lot more people stressed in being able to manage paying for housing. Even though we're talking about home ownership right now, it's even with rental. When we talk about housing market, it's hitting everybody across the market. And so that's what we've really seen the impact with COVID is that, you know, people are spending so much more of their income just to cover a basic need like housing. And then being able to move in home ownership, you know, because of it being a big a commitment, a lot of people are shying away from it because they don't know if they can handle it. They don't know if they can handle, you know, doing the maintenance and upkeep of a property and being able to actually purchase a property. As we talked about earlier, I teach a home buyer education class um, with a group called 24-7 Black. And one of the things they talked about is that, you know, it's really just a struggle to be able to even find houses. One of the realtors said right now in listing in our area in Waterloo, Cedar Falls area, that there were only 24 houses on the market. Um, it's unbelievable. So, and then it doesn't last very long. They get on the market and then you get into like this bidding war, so to speak. And so it's really just been very difficult for people to um, find housing and to be able to actually afford it due to the pandemic. Like I said, because of lost income, loss of the primary breadwinner, or going from a two-person household to a one-person household income. So all of those things um, from COVID has really impact home ownership. But there's always a silver lining. You know, I don't want to make it sound all doom and gloom. You just have to reorient and figure out what is the best way and when is the best time for you to move into home ownership. And um, like I tell right now, you just kind of have to wait it out. So when I think about when you're trying to assess whether it's ready for you to um, purchase a home or move into home ownership, you know, I think about like how when I jump double dutch, you know, when you get ready to try and plan on whether you're going to jump in and start jumping rope, you got to kind of watch in time yourself when is the best time to jump in. And that's the same thing with home ownership. You got to figure out when it's best for you. I know that there's a lot of pressure, you know, of by now the prices are going up and all these things, but you have to sit back be calm and figure out and assess your situation and say, yep, I'm ready, or maybe I'll be ready in six months. The market is the market. It moves up and down, you know, and all these different things. You just have to make sure that you kind of step back and make sure that it's ready for you. Yeah, and you talked a lot about some of the benefits of home ownership. It can also help decrease wealth inequality in the United States as well. So talk with us about that. So home ownership, it presents an opportunity to accumulate wealth because it allows you to be able to build equity. And you can then monetize that equity and use the money against your, that you have from the equity in your house to start a business to do home improvements or to continue to build up, you know, the property uh, by adding different um, things to increase its value, whether it's modernizing the kitchen, adding a, a garage or whatever the case. The other thing too, the equity that you have, um, you could use it to actually pay for college, help your children get through college. I've seen some people even use the equity to be able to actually get into rental properties where they become landlords. So they use some of that equity to purchase rental properties and um, actually create their rental portfolio. Um, but again, that, I think that is the greatest thing that homeownership provides is it allows you to have that equity that you can monetize to do other things to help you build wealth. What, you know, research after research for decades have shown when you own your house and you build equity and you're paying it down, it allows you to be able to branch out and do a lot more things. And if you're able to actually get in your home, this is how you begin to build 
equity, especially we know that statistically in the past, there was barriers where certain people of color, you know, could not actually access homeownership. Their ability to have wealth right now um, has been impacted because there wasn't homes that their previous families owned that they could pass down to them. And so that has impacted their ability to be able to build wealth because wealth is built through a generation. It's not something that's instantaneous. And so it's something that that's why I'm such an advocate for it. I love to look at history. And so when you look at when there was a big push for home ownership and the government was really assisting uh, people to move in home ownership, it was in like the 1940s, right after World War II, you saw a lot of people, um, veterans return and they were able to buy homes. So they bought homes and then paid it off. Then they passed it on to their children and then their children passed on, you know, their homes or whatever the case may be. And so you saw them be able to build wealth. Well, during that time, African-Americans, people of color were not able to do that. So that was uh, several decades of not being able to pass down wealth or build wealth. And so it's that inequality has really impacted African-Americans and homeownership is one of the ways to try to start to correct that. Um, there are a lot of other things that could be brought into the conversation but since we're talking about home ownership I'll stay with that the equity is the best way because like I said it provides two things it provides shelter which is a basic need and it provides equity to allow it to become monetized to do other things to start a business and send you know your kids to college or if you decide you want to go to college all of that um, really contributes to uh, the ability to build equity your department really does a great job of working with members who are on that journey and trying to get into homeownership. So what are some of the ways that Brooding does help support that initiative? So we, we look at a, um, a lot of different ways to be able to help people. So just like earlier today, we talked about the potential barriers or opportunities. We try to develop um, programming and support to be able to address those. So we talked about the need for down payment. So one of the things that we offer through the Community Inclusion Department is a program called the Individual Development Match Savings Account. Um, it is an account where we will match you dollar for dollar up to $2,000 and we will actually allow you to use that money to be able to use for a down payment uh, for closing costs or to pay off any debt so that you can actually be qualified to actually get a mortgage. So with this program, um, it is income-based, but like for the Waterloo Cedar Falls, it's about 62000 so it's on the higher end because um, we're trying to help those who are low to moderate income. The program really allows you to be able to start setting money aside um, and you have to save for at least six months, but then we'll match you. So if you decide I only want to save a thousand, we'll match a thousand. But the max that we'll actually uh, match is the two thousand dollars. So it's really a good program to kind of help you overcome um, that particular barrier of not having down payment. Another thing that we provide is just individual credit coaching and home ownership coaching. Buying a house and preparing to buy a house you need support. You need someone to kind of talk you through that, kind of tell you how to prepare. Some areas actually provide home buyer education class, but we also provide individual coaching where we look at your credit, look at your income, talk about affordability, um, talk about um, what would actually work for you. And you'll hear, you've heard me kind of talk about affordability and being pre-approved. So what I tell people is when you get ready to buy a house, the income that they use is your gross income. This is before taxes. 
But when we talk about affordability, affordability is your take-home pay and what you could actually afford out of your take-home pay, which is a lot different. And so that's why I tell people just because you could be pre-approved for 150000 what you probably could afford around affordability with your take-home pay may be only 125000 So we look at what the payment would be and make sure that you understand like what that principal interest tax and insurance would be and um, if it'll be a comfortable payment for you. So we provide that individualized coaching. The other thing that we have is Viridian provides a product called the Financial Inclusion Mortgage, which is a, a special product that allows you to have a higher debt-to-income ratio uh, to be able to qualify for a mortgage. It also allows you to have a lower credit score. So typically, most mortgage companies want you to have like a 640 or higher. The Financial Inclusion Mortgage allows you to have a 620 credit score um, and a debt to income ratio of about 45%. So other products in other lenders may require for you to have a lower debt to income ratio of like only 40%. So this particular product tries to overcome some of those potential barriers that would not allow you to be approved for a mortgage if we just went with those particular terms and conditions. The other thing that Viridian does that I love is we support Habitat for Humanity. And I actually am so um, blessed to be able to serve on the board for the one here in the Cedar Valley. And that partnership has been just amazing. For those of you who don't know about Habitat, they provide housing for low to moderate income families with 0% interest. Um, There's such a high demand. They build houses brand new through volunteers and grants, and we support them not only with me sitting on the board, but we also give them financial support to help them continue to make homeownership available um, to all families, no matter income or anything like that. So that is just a great partnership, and we cover the whole state. So each of our department has a representative that covers the entire state of Iowa and Omaha with our Habitat partnerships. So those are just a couple of things that Viridian does to support home ownership. Um, I also partner with a, a group that I mentioned earlier called 24-7 Black, where we provide a home buyer education class. It is a five-week class where we go through and we talk about what to expect. So week one talks about assessing your readiness to buy. Week two talks about understanding credit and money management. Uh, week three talks about how to qualify for a mortgage. Week four talks about working with the realtor, how to search for a home, um, who are the players that you're going to encounter. And then the last week, the fifth class, really talks about now that you're getting ready to buy a house, you have to think about what does this mean around wealth building? How do you maintain the property? How do you make sure you do maintenance and upkeep? How do you continue to help you be as an asset and um, help you to build wealth? So it's really a great opportunity. I love being able to work with this group and be able to provide the class. So those are a few things that we do to support homeownership. Awesome. And I know some of your coworkers also do things in their communities. So talk a little bit about, you know, if someone is interested in learning more, maybe they're not in the area where they can attend one of those seminars. What are some other ways that Viridian can help or what we can do? So again, like like you mentioned, we cover the whole state and Omaha. We have a website. So if you go to viridiancu.org forward slash education, um, it has all of our contact information and on anything that we want to share around helping you with homeownership or just about financial literacy, you can go to our webpage and be able to um, connect with us. Um, on the actual webpage, you could actually kind of send us um, information where we can follow up and contact you if you would like to do 
individual coaching or anything like that. Our emails and telephone numbers are on there as well. So that's one uh, place that you could actually go to be able to figure out what's going on all over Iowa and in Omaha and be able to connect with the representatives in those um, particular areas. I know that in those areas, there is home buyer education classes available as well, and you would be able to connect to um, the representative through Viridian to be able to figure out where those actual classes will be um, in your area. Keisha, thank you for sharing such amazing information. I know you're passionate about this topic and, and it shows in the passion that you have behind just talking through all of these different mm-hmm. topics. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us about it today? Yeah, I just want to say, like, in all of this, I think it's really important that you understand homeownership is still very much a sound investment. Even with all of the different information out there about, you know, and even the things we talked about today, it still is a sound investment because, like I said, it provides shelter, um, but it also allows you to be able to build equity where you're able to monetize. So I just want to remind you, if you want to have um, become a homeowner and move into homeownership, take your time and be intentional and assessing your readiness to buy. Understand that you have to kind of switch your mindset. You know, when you become a homeowner, you have to make sure you're doing maintenance and upkeep. You're cutting your grass. You're, you know, making sure that the the heater is working and all of those different things. So it requires a shift in your mindset. The other thing is do the research and gain knowledge about the home buying process and real estate. You know, we don't expect you to be an expert, but understand who the the players are as you're going through this process. You're going to meet a realtor. You want to meet a mortgage lender. What are their roles? And be comfortable with that and ask questions. Um, No one expects you to be the expert. Don't ever feel like, oh, I should know this or there's a dumb question. If you don't know it, it's an absolute valid question to ask. And that's what I tell a lot of the people that I coach. And when I teach home buyer education class, I've been teaching this class, you know, teaching home buyer education for the better part of 15 years. And I still don't know everything. So, you know what I mean? Make sure that you ask questions. And if you run into people where you feel like when you ask questions, they make you uncomfortable, then maybe they're not for you. Find people that you have a good vibe with that um, you feel like, yes, I can really trust this person to help me in the, in the position that they need to. Um, the other thing, too, is once you get into uh, your home, understand that it is investment, understand how to take care of it, understand the maintenance and upkeep is so crucial because if you want this property to continue to appreciate or maintain its value, you have to make sure that it still looks good. And that um, and so that's the one thing as um, I t- coach people into home ownership, I stay in contact with them because I want them to remember You got to make sure that you are, you know, cleaning out those gutters, making sure you're changing your filters, all the little things that you need to do as a homeowner to make sure things are running smoothly. And so I just want to make sure that I put that out there because I think, you know, (laughs) with everything that is being said about homeownership in the housing market, it may make people want to run and feel like, oh, no, it still is a sound investment and you still can be a homeowner. Just make sure it's your time. I love that. Thank you so much again for the great information and um, talking to something that you're so passionate about. And again, that's verdiancu.org forward slash education. Keisha, thank you so much for your time today. We always appreciate having you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. See You Succeed with Viridian can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this right now. I speak for all of us at Viridian when I say we want to see you succeed. See you next time.
The views expressed on this podcast are not provided as financial advice for the listener's given situation. All attempts are made to present accurate information and details may become outdated as time passes after this podcast is published. Viridian Credit Union, founded in Waterloo, Iowa, is federally insured by the National Credit Union Administration and is an equal housing opportunity lender. The music featured in this podcast is Creative Corp, composed by Music Premium. Find it on Envato Market.